You're listening to episode 42 of Fresh Floppies. Did you know that 42 is the answer to everything? I did. I did know that. Yeah, I wonder what the question is. What's up to all our sidekicks and henchfolk out there on the Geek Nation? My name is Noel, and you are tuning in to, uh, as, as said earlier, Fresh Floppies, episode 42, uh, on today, Wednesday, the year of our Lord, 2024. Uh, we're going to talk about comics. JD, what kind of comics are we going to talk about? Floppies. What's a floppy? A floppy is a uh, singular issue that comes out generally monthly in an ongoing saga. and uh, what, So like a chapter? Yeah, It comes in a periodical form, and it's on the stands today. Hey, shut up. We're going to spoiler important. free. Yeah, there you go. You go. Yeah, I was going to say it's spoiler free. Well, I'll shut up now. You do it. Okay. Hey, uh, it's going to be spoiler free, so don't you worry your pretty little heads about it. You can go into the comic shop today, because the book came out today, and uh, be well-armed with what you may or may not want to pick up off of the shelves. And well-armed with your feelings about what you... Don't bring a bat. Yeah. <laughs> Don't bring a bat don't or a hammer. Don't bring a bat with or, nails in it. No, don't need in it. Um, either way, what are you excited about today? What's the first book we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about Ultimate Spider-Man number two. Never heard Mar of it. From Marvel Comics. Never heard of them. Uh, with John Hickman. Who's that? Uh, and uh, uh, Marco Cicchetto. I don't understand. Oh, These geez. are just noises coming out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it, this, is, this was awesome. This is, uh, we will call it floppy. No, I always do that. Fresh AF. Floppy as fudge. This was awesome. Uh, I really enjoyed the first issue of Ultimate Spider-Man, and this just picks up right where the last last one left off. And I know you had a bit of a hmm? an issue. Oh yeah, no, I, I um the it was it was a very minor one. Of it seemed like a I didn't understand the last beat. Um, mm. I think it was mildly unnecessary. So the first issue ended with um, it's revealed that older Peter now has this message that says you're supposed to be a superhero here's all the stuff you need to do it go for it homie mm -hmm. and then there's an extra scene in that issue of him standing on a rooftop in a black suit or just mm. lit from behind so it yeah. looks just like a dark shadow and it felt like pacing wise it felt like oh that that's from a different issue like yeah did did we, did we miss the i don't know it just it, it felt like the the more organic end point would have been him Okay, let's go. Like yeah, about to it. do it, yeah. not necessarily, or even just getting the message and not necessarily like mm -hmm. I don't know. It just felt like a weird tag. Sure. Uh, but I mean, it, it's not enough for me to have remembered it until you mentioned I oh, had really? a problem with oh. it. Yeah, no, I don't give a shit. That didn't, like wake you up. No, it didn't in the ruin the, the book for me. <laughs> um, but as, you know what's great about this book? A lot. No, no, hang on. you know it's like overarching great about this book. Tell me. It seems simple. Hmm. So when when. When a writer and an artist are, are doing such a good job that you almost don't even notice how good it is, it's mm -hmm. just like, oh yeah, seems it seems effortless. Yes. This book seems so goddamn effortless, and I just, I know it's hard work. Mm -hmm. Like it's, I, I, I don't understand it. It's just so breezy. Yeah. It's not light, it's just breezy. Fun. Like, I read through this so quickly yeah and i was like is something wrong no it's just 
good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a great comic book, man. Uh, it goes down smooth, as they mm-hmm. say. Right? It coats like, the throat. Yeah. Oh. Um, so I, I like everything that's happening in here, man. I like that we got uh, Peter is still figuring it out. Mm-hmm. There wasn't quite, you know, at the end of the issue, last issue, it seemed like that could have been months. Or it could have been the next two minutes, and knows, I just skipped yeah. a scene. Um, that's, that's that was my problem with it. Like it yeah. seemed like it skipped a scene. Mm-hmm. It didn't indicate like time passed. It was just oh, a dude in the lights. Should we spoil issue one a little bit with like some month- of the relationships that's going on? It was a month ago. Yeah, uh, I I love uh, Uncle Ben and JJ. I want to I want to I want to read a separate series of Ben Parker and J Jonah Jameson, best friends. Cad's about town. Yeah, starting a publisher. Yeah, or a publication. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I, I like. I, like I will read together. a novel of that. Just mm-hmm. give me that too. Uh, and uh, the an interact. Oh well, in this one, there's an interaction with a supervillain that we have seen before in other media. Yeah. That <laughs> was just delightful. <laughs> I, had, I had a blast. With an that. ultimate first appearance. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. So I, I, this is f- fresh AF for me. This was great. Yeah, um, you get some more interactions with his kids. Uh, I, it, it's this is a good book. Yeah. This is a really fun book. It, I have to remember those first like six or seven issues of Ultimate Spider-Man 2000. He wasn't in costume until like issue eight. Yeah, yeah. They really kind of like set up ordinary world and did all the work. And this does feel like it's doing that just in a different way. Like mm. he doesn't have his normal colors. He doesn't have it figured out in the Peter Parker way. It's just. We're taking our time with all of mm-hmm. these inter- in relationships, so I, I'm I'm excited. Yeah, this is wonderful. This is a really good book. Highly recommend. Doesn't um, suck. Does it's true. You know what else doesn't suck, Noel? Uh, are we going to talk about Fire Space Power by Robert Kirkman and Chris Omni? That's the one. Is it issue, over today? Issue thirty is the end of it. So I have been sort of <sighs> needling my way through this series as it's been coming out. Uh, like, I'll just grab a trade paperback and catch up a little bit. It's always a very breezy read. Again, yeah. very easy. It seems effortless. Um, and then I heard that this was going to be the last issue. And it is a double size, perfect I it, bound. I think in the back they said it was 52 pages. And uh, I, I was about, I want to say, two whole trade paperbacks behind mm-hmm. when I heard this was coming last week. And then in about two days, I caught up. Let me uh, peek behind the curtain. Yeah. JD has a very busy life. Uh, runs a shop, a toddler, all kinds of things. When you told me like four or five days ago, I think I want to catch up on Firepower <laughs> to read the finale. Give me balls a tug. I, <laughs> give me balls a tug. I <laughs> presumed you would have read nothing else this week. <laughs> yeah. And we're just going to talk about Firepower. And still be like, oh, I didn't read the last Yeah, I, just, I didn't get to the end of Firepower. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the fact that you finished all of it and read all the other stuff. Tell me how you liked this book. Holy cats, man. What an absolute <laughs> delight. This is um, just uh, an absolute fun romp of a book that it's, has kung fu. We, yeah, we took we took Iron Fist. We took The Incredibles. We took... Um, the Avatar Last Airbender And just bit. put it in a blender mm-hmm. and splashed the blender against a white wall. Uh, or a canvas and it's this book this is okay i'm not everyone is a fan of quentin tarantino Mm. i like quentin tarantino he does not have a lot of original things in the way that mark miller in a very different way just does stuff that's been done before very easily um 
labeled things are put together and then blended together. Um, yeah, what if this spy was a robot and yeah. then it's Mark Miller? Yeah, uh, yeah like it's this he's is a similar. Masher. Like this is everything we've seen before, mm-hmm. but done so well and such a fun time. And uh, uh, it's a family book too. Mm-hmm. What did you think? Oh, um, I've been loving on this shit since Jump. Mm-hmm. I um, it is a I, you, you pretty much said it all. It's it's um, not unlike Ultimate Spider-Man. It's a masterclass in effortlessness mm-hmm. like and and i i i believe that they write it or create the book in the old school marvel style chris somni is a complete co-creator not yeah. uh script to like they mm-hmm. sit outline talk about it he literally pencils some pencils some shit and then kirkman comes in and helps with dialogue and mm-hmm. puts dialogue in like That's it is a s- fully collaborative effort right I, I don't that sounds almost like um kind of making it up as they go but they definitely had everything mapped out ahead of time yeah, reading reading the back matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This but wasn't just like let's just sign them. Yeah. More so, the the creation of the the creation of a lot of modern comic or just comics in general is a lot of handoffs. Yeah, this was not done with handoffs of like here's the script when you get pages in. Like it was very much collaborative the whole time, and it does feel like that too because there are most of this book is like an exercise in a writer showing restraint mm. because. I don't, you know, I don't want to dick ride for Kirkman, but I think a lesser or less experienced writer would squeeze in dialogue and yeah. squeeze in narration, mm-hmm. whereas this book has the confidence to just let the art talk, yeah. just let the scene progression talk, just let the panel layouts talk. It's it is, it's a breezy read, but there is so much happening on these pages mm-hmm. um, that if somebody if somebody were to say something derogatory in that, along those lines of it being breezy or light, or there was nothing there, I they think maybe they're doing comics wrong. Yeah, they're enjoying comics wrong. <laughs> <laughs> now this was awesome. If um, I know a lot of people have been waiting on trade or only reading this in trade, oof, yeah, oof, yeah. oof, magoof. This book is awesome. Yeah, highly recommend. And we you know they even started strong, man. One of my favorite things about Kirkman is that he has fun with the medium. He has fun with how things are released with retailers. Uh, this Firepower first issue was a trade paperback. Yeah, it's, I think it's labeled just Firepower Prelude. Prelude, yep. And it is a originally it was the trade paperback was just labeled zero. <laughs> uh, it was a zero numbered trade, um, but yeah, now it's called Prelude, and that's just the first issue that they dropped is the an entire trade paperback, and then there was a free comic book day free book mm-hmm. that went along with it, and then there was Firepower number one, which takes place 15 years after the events of Firepower Prelude. Mm-hmm which sets up a whole different dynamic for the character. And I was just like, this is awesome. This is how comics should be. And how great that it's only 30 issues. I like that there's a beginning, middle, and it's finite. Uh, This isn't, as a retailer, this isn't a a huge, hefty sell to people. I can just be like, listen, it's like, what, five, six trades and you're done? Um, As opposed to like, hey, you should check out Spawn, which has 300 issues, you know what I mean? I think it's, it's seven trades, technically, prelude, and then one through six. Because they they add in the back of this they actually advertise the final trade, and then there's two there's Dude, going to be yes. two hardcovers. Yes. The first hardcover is the Prelude OGN, uh-huh. and the first twelve issues. So it's it. it's it's about it's yeah. about eighteen issues worth. Yeah. And then I'm assuming the next one's going to be the rest, which is like issues thirteen through thirty. Do you think it'll be traded? Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Um, mm. I'm going to buy the hardcovers. Traded what? I, I was going to say, don't you think it would be like two? 
two more hardcovers? That seems like a lot of book to put in one. No, I think it's probably the same like page count size. because like it was an OGN, so like another, uh, basically six, six issues, issues, five to six issues, a zero issue, and then another twelve to thirteen. That's like eighteen issues. So I do think oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's right. going to get chunked out too. Yeah. yeah, math. Is, math is a mystery. Even though, even though this is a little oversized, I really don't think that it's enough to destroy like the paradigm where it's going to be a super oh. chunky boy. Presentation off oh. the charts. Everything yeah. so good. Uh, I lo I love that this this. Who's is it? What bound. is that? Cliff Chang. I've You're, got a Cliff Chang cover. I've got the Somni cover. Uh huh. Uh, I, yeah. I, everyone should read. Everyone should read Firepower. Yeah, man. This book is fantastic. Another book that I did. Um, want to talk about really, really quickly that you didn't get a chance to read was Zorro, Man of the Dead, written and drawn by uh, Sean Murphy, Sean Gordon Murphy, is to those of us that... Two? Is this issue two? Um, how, what's your relationship to Zorro? Well, I know that um, Bruce Wayne and his family... Got murdered by Zorro? Went and, saw, <laughs> went and saw Zorro, and then, I don't know, something happened. I don't remember what it was. Something about, I guess they went and bought pearls. I don't know. Some pearls were involved somehow. They bought They bought pearls. They were delivered in a popcorn bucket. Yeah. And then they tossed them on the street. She slipped. <laughs> and then and broke, broke her neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, um, she slipped, broke her neck, and then <laughs> the father, uh, was his first Thomas? Name? Thomas, yeah. Thomas. <laughs> Thomas Wayan. <laughs> um, died of shock because yeah. he was just like, I all those pearls this. and oh. my wife. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I the know that born. there was Antonio, Antonio Bandari's um, blockbuster hit about a, 20 years ago. Such a great movie. It's I haven't watched it since the theater. Uh, I remember loving it. <laughs> yeah, I watched it when I was sick. That's my Zorro. And it was like, cool. That's all um, I have about Zorro. So uh, that's basically my Zorro, too. Oh. Like it, It's it's a, a, a vigilante uh, um, in Mexico. So this book is modern day. Oh. It's a modern day retelling of Zorro. So is it a first? Is it the first Zorro, or is it a long lineage? There is of Zorro? a legend lineage of Zorro. Thank you. Um, so the very first issue of this book, uh, my, minor spoilers, just to kind of pitch you on the book. The very first issue, uh, were maybe twenty years in the past, and this small town, uh, this small village town in Mexico, that is in the middle of cartel spaces or like cartel land, but they are, you know, basically air quotes protected and. The cartel leaves them alone, and they leave the cartel alone as long as they're okay with, like, some things going in and out. Mm. Poor little town. Sure. They celebrate Zorro once a year. Local actors come and do the Zorro thing, and then, like, they love Zorro. The three amigos show up. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's branded all together. Yeah. Um, the town, favorite son of the town is playing Zorro. He has two little kids. Um the main bad guy shows up and was just like, why are we celebrating all this Zorro crap? He's like, well, the townspeople love it. The, the father or the, like, you know, the, yeah. the priest in the town is like, the townspeople love it. it. It inspires them and blah, blah, blah. And he just literally shoots the actor in the face in front of his kids and he's just like, I don't need them, you know, worshipping uh, uh, a, a dissident, a vigilante. Uh, so uh, this ends now. That makes sense. The daughter, that guy. <laughs> 20 years later, 20 years later, the daughter is now working for as a courier for the cartel. Uh -huh. Her brother, who was idolized Zorro and his father and dressed up as Zorro and stuff, went into a bit of a catatonic state, stopped talking, and was being raised on a ranch outside of town by, um, like, a local rich person, dignitary, just nice guy, who believes in Zorro. So for the last 20 years, he's been, like, secretly training this kid uh, as Zorro and the daughter, who doesn't talk to her brother anymore, just keeps him protected far away. Shit goes down. The kid is kind of activated 
he remembers who his sister is. He remembers what happens, but he delusionally does believe that he is Diego of, you know, of, of the lineage of Zorro. Yeah. And he, in this issue, he shows up in the town and all of these townspeople who are about to get killed are like, Zorro, let's go. Yeah. And it becomes just like this big modern fighting the cartels. Huh. It is an adorable book. Yeah. Well, it's very violent. <laughs> <laughs> it's very violent. It's action oriented, but it is, um, it's, there's an earnestness to it. It's very sweet. I mean, Zorro has a pet fox named Bendito and he walks around with his fox. I have, I used to be, it, that's adorable. This oh is my such God, an I adorable book. Oh my God. I, I want that it's, fox. And then, the, like, Sean Murphy is phenomenal with action. There is an yeah, action scene good. here where um, Zorro is jumping from car to car via horse and taking out the drivers. And it's just like, this is just paced so fucking well. This is a fun book. I, I liked it a lot. I started off a huge huge Sean Murphy fan. Mm-hmm. I, 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 he was doing a thing with artists where he would have an artist camp. People would come and stay with him and he would give you know, um, artist lessons and everything. And I was like desperate to join that. Um, I, think, I think I wound up getting shot down. Uh, Looks or like, shot down. Sounds like a cult. Uh, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but then just over the years, uh, like I loved his White Knight and then I, I still haven't made it through Curse of the White Knight because that is a long, lengthy, and it just feels, the pacing you just mentioned mm-hmm. feels drawn out way too long. I just kind of got bored halfway through. Um, and then I was so excited to back his Kickstarter. Which was plot holes. Plot holes. Yeah, we backed it. Um, and I got the, I got like halfway through, the, I got through the first issue, and I was like, oh, that's fine. So I, I genuinely did not like that. Book. Okay, great. So yeah. you're you're kind of along the same lines here. Yeah. But this this is a good. Yeah, I I, good I, I th- this this is, um, disciplined. Yeah. This book is disciplined. It's it's like it it, and I think it's only four issues or yeah. five issues. Like it's it is going to be tight, disciplined, and it's very well done. Also, to the aesthetic of the book, you know, like deep into Mexico, it is a sepia-toned, sandy, dusty, mm. kind of warm look to it, yeah. which just complements his aesthetic yeah. very, very well. I, I, I remain a huge um, fan of his artwork. Like, he, I would call him a master in mm. the comic book um, realm, man. I, he is just awesome. It, it's... um. It's it's a good it's it's a uh, leagues better because I had trouble finishing plot holes. I actually don't even remember if I finished it. Mm. I it was it was like an excuse to draw a bunch of different things with no like yeah. cohesive plot that really kind of grabs you in between it all. Right? It was like okay, cool. Um, but you know what? I'm gonna jump on. I'm gonna yeah. grab Zorro, Man of the Dead One, and I'm gonna I'm gonna jump back on. Oh, this is from Massive. This is a publisher I'm not familiar with. He, uh, aren't they just like the whatnot publisher, or aren't they the same thing as? Either way, he no kickstarted this book himself. Oh. And part of the Kickstarter was that it was going to be released in shops first, and then the Kickstarter is only for like special collected editions afterwards. Dope. Um. I'm still not sure how I feel. Like, he could have gotten this published. Actually, I think he purchased the comic book rights to Zorro himself, too. That sounds familiar. Um, I think that sounds right. He could have gotten this published via image the normal way, but he kickstarted it to, I guess, hedge his bets. I'm not sure. Yeah. if, If you have a big enough following... Kickstarting seems to be the way to go because you make a I ton just, of extra bank. I'm <laughs> just not excited about it cutting out local comic, comic shops. shops. No, same. However, so when I saw it and I was like, oh, I really want to read that, I will order it. 
See, yeah. the thing that disappointed me about Plot Holes is that I did Kickstarter, thinking it was Kickstarter only, and then came out as like issues. a year later or whatever. Years. Was it years? Yeah, it took a while. Like, like, it was like two years later. Oh, it came, but at least it came to shops. Here's the thing. Tell me the thing. We still had a copy of Plot Holes, the graphic novel and the art prints that you kickstarted yeah. on the shelf. Yeah. I had a guest come in asking to sub it, sub the Plot Holes story. Oh, yeah. And I literally was just like, you know, the whole thing is right there on the shelf yeah. for 40 if mm-hmm. you want to just take that. He was like, oh, okay. That's I'm cool. Like, yeah, man. Like, yeah, it just seemed a like a very time. weird. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, this book is fun. Zorro. Uh, Man of the Dead, issue number two, uh, Sean Gordon Murphy. You know what? This is a good one. I'm going to go, uh, is that streaming anywhere? Zorro? The, the, ori- the, the, the original, the <laughs> Antonio Banderas. Uh, somewhere, yeah, I think I, I watched it streaming. I want to stream that, where. man. I'm going to watch like that today at the Hulu. It's a fun flick. It, I remember. Yeah. Was, it, was that also? Um, Anthony Hopkins being uh, Mexican. The previous Zorro? <laughs> and then, no, the, who's the woman? Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, it's Zeta-Jones. I was thinking um, Tarantino Champagne Foot. No. Salma Hayek. Salma no. Hayek, thank yeah. you. No. Uh, Batman 144 came out this week, and this is... Uh, listen, hey, Noel. Yeah. The Joker Year One Part Three. Is this a four-parter? Nope. Or is this the end of it? The end. Okay. In my brain, I had it as a four-parter. Yeah, it was like a three-week thing. All... Okay. Um, a middle arc. Oh, how, how fresh was Zorro? We didn't say. Oh, um, uh, v- very fresh. Okay. Very fresh. It was I'm going to say book. this is, at the end of it... Barely fresh for me. Uh, this Batman year, this Joker year one, three issue story. Um, it's about the Jokers you met along the way. Uh, uh, this was okay. I felt <coughs> nothing at the end of this. I, I was not emotionally attached to anything that was going on, other than being like, hey, good for you, Gordon. Um, I. Oh, and you know what? There was a neat revelation about the, the abilities of the Joker all this time. And mm-hmm. his relationship to Batman solving his crimes, I thought was, that's neat. That's pretty cool. Um, um, wait. But I don't want to spoil it. You mean well, the stuff that happens in the future? Yes. Huh? It, it, yeah, the thing that Batman discovers or doesn't discover leads him to question his entire relationship with how he has solved the Joker's, um, not riddles, um, what would you call them? Uh, the schemes, right? How he's taking down the Joker. I don't want to spoil it. We'll talk about it after the mics are off. But yeah, what, I, what, I, this I, was I genuinely have no idea what you're That's talking okay. about. But I'll, all right, I'll fill you in. Um, what were your thoughts on? My thoughts were, uh, this is Ben Affleck in the future. Yeah. But only in one page, and then different photo references are used for other pages. <sighs> I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna take swipes and do whatever with them for comic book art just be consistent with your models yeah that's kind of what i'm feeling the story so what noel was talking about is there are two two artists. timelines yeah who wrote and drew this oh that's Chips, a good that's a Chips good question Sidarsky, Chips Sidarsky. uh with uh dual art by giuseppe camancoli and andrea sorrentino giuseppe yeah. camancoli is doing the um i want to say in the past stuff like year 1.5 or year 0.5 yeah um and then just uh, andrea sorrentino is doing uh a future story yeah um and Which, they have very 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 different styles yeah um and just to become a co- or sorry um andrea sorrentino has very much a swiping photo references and working with those yeah. for for his style to uh, me I, tracing I mean, tracing photo references yeah 
he manipulates them and does enough to like it's an effort. Sure, it's fine. Oh, it, no, it's sure, work. Sure, yeah, he like, puts in work. Yeah, it's work. But to me, it always feels stilted. Yeah. Um, and probably the first, like the biggest thing that will rip me out of it is if your photo references change. Yeah. Scene to scene. Yep. So like, I at one point it's Christian Bale. The other point it's literally Ben Affleck. Yep. Even the suit is different. Yep. So I'm like, I, I could have done without this entire plot. Yeah, man. Uh, unless, unless, and I won't know because I'm not reading Chip Zdarsky's Batman, but unless it ties back in somehow to the overarching story of Chip Zdarsky's run, that felt absolutely useless, the future stuff. Now, the stuff by Giuseppe Comincoli awesome. was great. Dude, there is a... Um, uh, Commissioner Gordon, or sorry, Officer Gordon scene at the end, like mm-hmm. towards the, the back half of this yeah. book, that I might as I pumped my fucking fist. Yeah, this dude is cool. He's awesome. He's a hero. Yeah. Are, you, are we talking about the same scene? Yeah. 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 So good. Yeah. So effing good. Was I was just like, why can't this be the book? And or this story that I'm enjoying keeps getting interrupted by this future stuff that I I just can't. Yeah. Keep. I can't hang my hat on. I don't care. It just, it feels like, and I don't want to, I hate to do stuff like this, but it, it, it did feel to me like he was trying to emulate in certain ways Tom King's Bat and the Cat kind of storytelling. And I just don't think that this hit those marks in the same way. I don't think that this story um, warranted that. Yeah, no. It's yeah. called Joker Year One. Why are you giving us Joker Year 30? Yeah. Also. Or, yeah, whatever There's it is. There's no reason yeah. to bookend it because it's not like that future story closed any chapters. No. It was just another thing that the Joker was up to in the future. Yeah. It wasn't Joker the end, you know? So, I don't know. This this really kind of disappointed me. I want more Giuseppe Camoncoli. He's great. I want less muddy future stories. I wish Camoncoli was back on Hellblazer with Cy Sperrier. Uh, the art on Cy Sperrier is way more Andrea Sarantino than it is Giuseppe Camoncoli. Um, for the current Hellblazer? Hmm. When was Kamakoli doing the Hellblazer with him? Oh, he he wrapped up the whole last, I don't know how many issues. He was the... the like, oh, you're talking about years ago. Yes. I'm. Yeah. You said Cy Spurrier, so I assumed it was the last series he was on. I'm like, no, he wasn't. No, no, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, let me say that again. I wish they had gotten Giuseppe Kamakoli back on Hellblazer when Cy Spurrier took gotcha. it over. I'm because like, the art in that me. is way more uh, Sorrentino than it is... Kamikoli. So this is barely fresh. You said barely fresh. Barely. I'm going to go fresh enough only because I have been reading a little bit more of the Zdarsky stuff. And and it's fresh enough because I genuinely did like the story beats that were revealed in this three-issue series in general. Okay. The stuff that they did with the Joker in mm, right. the recent past. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. I really loved those and I yeah. can't wait to see those kind of pay off later. Mm-hmm. It's just all of the muck treading through yeah. to get to that like kernel of the nuggets. of the story yeah like all of that other stuff was like okay 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 yeah. but like what they did with the joker in this book i genuinely i dare i say was creative yeah like genuinely original yeah yeah and it was seated by chip zadarsky in the night yeah, yeah like it's 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 original and it's not something i've seen done with the joker before mm-hmm. yeah yeah so it was very cool uh animal pound Number two. Your favorite book of the week. Tom King, Peter Gross, and Tamara Bonvillain. Um, this, I, I was told that this was sort of Animal Farm. Yep. A retelling of Animal Farm. Yep. And this is uh, Cats and Dogs and Rabbits. This is another issue, another one that I had to catch up on. And 
I, I read two trade paperbacks of Firepower, mm-hmm. and the fir- and then the first issue of Animal Pound, and I believe Animal Pound had more words in one issue yeah. <laughs> than Firepower did in two trades. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, we have uh, the rabbits and the cats and the dogs in an actual one location, one pound, and they figure out and plan a takeover of the pound. And now this issue is basically trying to figure out how to govern themselves mm-hmm. uh, when dogs just kind of want to eat everybody. Um, uh, yeah, so it's... it's um, This is dog... This is puppy... Po- or um, uh, animal politics. Basically. Right? Yeah, the first issue was um, coming together, setting aside differences to overthrow um, common oppressors. And this issue is now what? And having to kind of... In any, uh, at least the semblance of fairness in regards to who makes decisions for the entire pound, because if they don't figure something out, it's just either going to become a bloodbath and or when their oppressors come back, because they're assuming the oppressors will come back, because come on, dogs and cats taking over a pound, they're the coming news. back. Yeah. yeah, it'll make the news. Um, uh, the, the conceit was like, if, if we don't figure this out by the time they come back, you're all just going to lift up your bellies to them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, and I thought what was really interesting about this book is dogs overpower and outweigh the other animals, uh, but cats outnumber mm-hmm. and rabbits can sway. So this whole book is like an exercise in dynamics on how to actually govern with demographics and populations for a common goal. Yeah. It is not a breezy read. No. It is not a um, fun air quotes fun read but I did kind of love it mm-hmm. yeah I, I really really enjoy like Tom King I feel like he's at this point in his career where he's writing stories he wants to read not necessarily what he thinks other people will enjoy yeah. and this is very much an example of that um I agree with everything you've said except I don't know if I care enough about this particular story or these characters to continue um, Did you ever read Animal Farm? Maybe in high school, um, or maybe I read the Cliff Notes. I don't, <laughs> I, like, I, honestly, that's I, I, don't, I have no memory of it. It's um. Is how how close to that is this? I mean, plot wise, it's it's just similar in regards to like how it's set up, but instead of like a farm. But the tone in which it's told is very very similar. Like it is a lot of orating. It is a lot of very articulate <laughs> conversations about. Yeah dynamics and organizations like it's not this is like not for kids no no not because of violence but just because like it's it's a relatively complex mature book yeah yeah it is and uh, i mean i, I think it's, i'm not when this not is bad. all done and collected i actually think this is going to be one of those things that's going to win awards mm-hmm. but also like this is the kind of thing you give to somebody who shuns their face at the childishness of comics it's yeah. like it's actually it's a lot more than you'd think. Yeah. Like this is, I, I like this book a lot, but and I would actually, not recommend it to everyone. I literally had a guy in here yesterday who was looking for, he's like, I was like, what kind of genre do you like? And he was like, books. I was like, uh, was he, uh, was that's not a genre. That's a prick about it. Um, <laughs> and uh, he's like, I like literature. And I was like, oh, oh sure. Okay. Um, so I was trying to find, we had a graphic novel of Slaughterhouse Five. Um, if this was in, if this was in a collection, yeah. I would have handed this to him. Um, it's not a bad book by any means. I just, on a on a stack of to read that I have, it is low on the pile. 
of Fair like, enough. you know what I mean? Um, but there are there are glimpses of uh, really fun <laughs> uh, character work mm-hmm. in here, and uh, and the way the dynamics of of this um, population. Let's uh, talk about interact. Peter Gross's art. Like he, um, I've the only Peter Gross that I've read is like half of Lucifer, um, and the Mark Miller book he did the the American Jesus stuff. Oh, that was him. This is better than all of it. Mm-hmm. He gives all of these. The uh, first of all, animals are not easy to draw. No, but he gives them all faces that are distinct from each other. Mm-hmm. Like there are three main cats, and two of them are similarly have similar coats. Yeah. I know exactly who's talking. Yeah, uh, like this is, yeah, and uh, he, Tom King also plays with the like the, you know the the tropes or the the assumptions or, or stereotypes of, of dogs and cats too mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. there's a contingent of younger cats that are just like I, I think we should make we just make more play and then yeah. everyone be happy like yeah. it, it, and they're adorable and then there's mean? others that are like I could rip your stomach apart yeah <laughs> like this is a fun I like this book a lot I think it's pretty damn fresh but I would also not recommend it to everyone right yeah yeah, yeah. um it just it did feel like I was back in school doing homework to Aww. catch up to catch up on this, um, which isn't bad. That's not a that's not a negative. I was in this place I hated uh, with a deadline, <laughs> <laughs> but I loved it. And I kept getting I, my wife would come over and bully me just to give me the full yeah, effect. She like pushed me into lockers. I didn't understand why I was sweating. Why did she buy lockers just right. to push me in them? Anyway, um, worth it. Cobra Commander number two from Image Comics by Joshua Williamson, Andrea Milani, and Milana and Annalisa Leone. Uh, what did you think? Uh, this book is light as shit. It, it is like, light. Yeah. I um. I needed more. I I was gonna say like I, the Duke book, I feel is moving. The first issue of this was like okay, and this issue was like. Uh, okay. Nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Just some people did some stuff in one location. Like this felt like a uh, a plot beat spread out twenty issues. A single plot beat spread out twenty issues. Twenty pages. Sorry. I was gonna say twenty issues of nothing. No, it's no. just it. It felt. It felt. So we were talking about firepower. How it feels like a breezy read. Yeah. This was also a breezy read, but with firepower, even though it's a breezy read, it feels like a meal. Yeah. This felt like an amuse bouche, hmm. and I, okay. I definitely liked it more than you did. Yeah. Um, I, I it did. I, by the time I got to the end of it, I was like, oh, we're done. Yeah. But as a GI Joe fan, <laughs> seeing the interactions of these characters that I already have experienced, so that yeah, I didn't this know how is, any of these people were right. So the, I mean, it's not a spoiler to say the Dreadnoughts show up because first know. of all, they show up at the end and then they are literally on the cover. Uh, I was delighted to see the Dreadnoughts, and I used to have the toy of their uh, their big are car. They, are they just hillbilly murderers? Yeah. Okay. With with hillbilly murderers in um uh. The what is it called? Um, you know, Swamp Thing. Um, bayou. The Bayou ah. with British accents. They all have British accents. As you do. Like Cockney British accents for some reason. Obviously. Um, and uh, yeah, watching the interactions between the Dreadnoughts and then Z, I don't, Z names show up. Uh, <laughs> most of them have Z names, so that's not a spoiler. Um, certain characters show up. I was delighted by. So. But I already have all of the back history for this that yeah, you don't. This didn't do shit for so me. So you're just like, all right, who are these dudes? Why do we care about this? Whereas I was like, ooh, get them. 
I I I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying all of the Energon Universe books. Yeah. Um. But up until now, I haven't needed the breadth of history mm-hmm. or member berries to take me through a story. This is the first issue out of all of them so far. It's been like, no, okay, yeah. So why does this matter? Right. Yeah. So I do agree that this is probably my. I don't want to say least favorite because I I might well, I actively love the whole universe right now. Least favorite million dollars. Right. Is, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Um, I, I'm not. Duke. Duke is a better book. hundred percent. I love Duke and Cobra Commander is just more like mm, this is fun. This is cute and fun. I like this. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I wish it was just more nihilistic or like pick a lane I get or just like be more of one thing and not just like kind of loosely a bunch of things. If you you're just what? gonna do full member berries, fucking roll with it. Yeah. Not. This like he sets up in the first issue, he sets up a completely different paradigm in regards to what Cobra even is, mm-hmm. where it exists, how it functions. And that's not touched on at all in this issue. It's just mm-hmm. a whole side story with characters that weren't introduced to me. Yeah. And I should know, like, give me something meaty. This was mm-hmm. just kind of like, again, it was like one plot beat, but spread out over the whole issue. And yeah. I was, it felt light. Okay. That, that's yeah. that's valid. I did. I also felt it light, but I was like, mm, "This is nice." I like fresh it. enough. Um, f- what's above fresh enough? Fresh. It's fresh. It's fresh. Oh wait, for me, fresh. Fr- pretty fresh. Fr- <laughs> is pretty fresh less than fresh or more than fresh? Fresh. Pretty fresh. Right? No, pretty fresh would be lo- lower. Pretty fresh. So fresh enough is like I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. Pretty fresh is I almost really liked it. Fresh is I liked it. Okay. And then fresh as fuck is holy fresh, crap, yeah, this is the yeah, best. Yeah. So oh, man, I've been doing it. I've been doing fresh and then pretty fresh. Well, I mean, just like when when a when a prosecutor is found out to be fraudulent, even all all of the cases that they uh, tried in the past are relitigated. <laughs> so we got to go back and redo at, every well, episode, or or just every single opinion that has ever been shared by JD on this podcast. Don't trust it. Is now moot. Yeah. This yeah. is over. Yeah. Anything else uh, you're interested in this week? Uh oh, I, t- oh, I didn't even think about that. Well, oh yeah, yeah, of course. Hellblazer, like I said earlier, um, Dead in America, I think it's called. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm actually looking at the shelf right now. Uh, oh, there's a new issue of GI Joe, which continues the Larry Hammer run. Hey, Noel, did you know that Net- Nightwing is coming to an end? I mean the. The book's not coming to an end. Uh, Tom Taylor Tom is wrapping means, up his run. Yeah, that means the same thing to me. Uh, but it's going to be a while. Is it a while? Well, I mean, he's got, like, the, his last arc doesn't start until, like, May. Okay. I, yeah, so it's... I had no information. I wish someone had mentioned that it was ending, and I was like, wait, yeah, sorry, what? The, the, it was a tweet. In the Maceless Stations is, the be- he, like, the beginning of the end. So oh. it's, it's something like Fallen Grayson. Um that's the, that's the, in the current books, he is something's happening where he's afraid to jump. He's afraid to leap. Oh, that's his um, thing. Yeah, he loves leaping. So, <laughs> yeah, he's a leaper. So, so it's. I think it's just kind of like it's leading up to that. Like you know, okay, how, how to find his groove again, and then all the heartless stuff is going to get wrapped up. But yeah, it starts with issue one one four. So I think. They're basically setting it up to where issue 120 is probably going to be a restart or a new yeah. or a new creative, creative team, team or something. Great. Uh, I'm I'm willing to. Uh, let's see what happens. Yeah. Let's hope it's not like Scott Lobdell and Jim Lee or something. Yeah. Or. Yeah, I said it. Jim Lee. I, I don't hey, care Jim for that. Jim Lee's not bad. I don't care for that aesthetic. <laughs> Sorry. Andrea Sorrentino. Uh, yeah. 
Diodato. Oh. Greg Land. Oh. Greg, Greg Horn. These are all of my favorite <laughs> professional artists. Uh, all right. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Come join us tonight when we go live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. We're going to talk gonna about be... one of the coolest movies that's ever existed. Oh, my God. We're, yeah. Um, uh, Madam Web's going to come up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks so much for hanging out with us, and we'll talk at you later. Doo-doo-doo. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Cult Pop Network, home to podcasts, live shows, and a whole lot of fun stuff for every flavor of fan. Follow us wherever you find your favorite podcast, and be sure to join us live every Wednesday night at youtube.com backslash cultpopgo at 8 p.m. Eastern. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to the channel and hit the bell icon so you'll know when we drop new Thunder Rounds and episodes of Fresh Floppies, a spoiler-free show about single-issue comics released each week. Until then, we'll talk at you later.